Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, everybody, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching Tesla Time News, episode 323 on Now You Know. We are brought to you by our amazing Patreon patrons. Help support us bring you independent news every week by heading over to patreon.com slash now you know. There are really cool perks over there. Um, we want our patrons to enjoy them and we want you to enjoy them. So head on over to patreon.com slash now you know and sign up today. All right, so Elon retweeted this on Friday. In pursuit of our mission today, we are opening up our EV connector design. So wait, what does this mean? Well, not only did Tesla publish a blog post where they talked about how the Tesla standard has been in use for over a decade and has provided more than 20 billion charging miles and how the Tesla supercharger connectors outnumber those from all CCS networks combined by 60%, but they also published this. What is this? This is a 30-page PDF with all the design specifications. In the blog post, Tesla said, In pursuit of our mission to accelerate the world's transition to sustainable energy, today we are opening our EV connector design to the world. We invite charging network operators and vehicle manufacturers to put the Tesla charging connector and charge port, now called the North American Charging Standard, or NACS, on their equipment and vehicles. Wow. I mean, look at that picture of how much smaller it is than CCS. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but now, wait, I'm really excited about this because one company that I've been very excited about, Aptera. Yeah, we just talked to the co-CEO the other day and we actually talked about this. And he was like, I really think that this should be the North American standard, which I agree with. And he also wants to put it on their cars. And now that means that they can. Yeah, I think uh, when we talked to him a week or so ago, he couldn't say anything about this. But I think he already knew this was in the works. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, Aptera could be the first. The other big question is, could this become the standard? I mean, <laughs> let's talk about standards for a second. They should be widely available. Check. They should be probably the best technology out there. Check. Uh, they should be time proven. Check. Yep. I mean, yeah, why isn't this 
the North, and I love that they changed the name yeah. to the North American Charging Standard. Yeah. Uh, Nax is a way better name than Chidemo. Fight me. <laughs> this is nice because instead of me having to call, oh, it's the Tesla mm-hmm. special, it's proprietary. I can just be like, no, it's the North American Charging Standard. Yeah. Oh, you don't want the North American Charging Standard? <laughs> it's the North American Charging Standard. Now, my question here is, will Tesla charge a licensing fee to use this standard yeah did they when do they mean by opening it up did they mean like it's free or you can come and like pay a fee i mean now they gave all the specs in that pdf document but that doesn't necessarily mean that you just get to go copy it i mean even if they do charge a small fee you know licensing fee i think it's well worth it for the big boys to uh you know do this because right now they pay fees for all sorts of things that they have to license to put in their cars now we've been talking about how the inflation reduction act had a lot of money for charging um in it a lot of people were saying well that should only go to ccs so that everyone can use it except for the majority of cars (laughs) you know evs on the road but now that Tesla is saying, well, now our charger is open, just like CCS is. Um, Could they be getting some of that sweet, sweet federal money? I think there's another big reason why this should be the standard. And that is if you look really carefully at these 30 pages and you do a little math, you see that it looks like this standard could be brought up to 900 amps and 900 kilowatts. Now, I'm not saying it can do this, but it looks like it could do that. And that would mean that it's future proof for quite a while. For... um a very long time. Maybe forever. Maybe forever. I mean, whenever I'm plugging in the CCS charger, I feel like I'm plugging in like the Millennium Falcon. I know, right? Like it just looks like Star Wars in that it's like retro futuristic tech and it's like, whoa. Well, can I also talk about how it wants to break your car? Like when you put that much weight onto your charge port, that means you have to make the charge port so beefy to take it, which means there's just so much extra stuff up I there. I was looking at the Fords the other day and there's like suspension in it. Yeah. Like it, it allows for some wiggle because they know that there's no way of yeah. stopping that. Yeah, I'm really excited. I want to know if you guys think that one of the big auto manufacturers is going to adopt this and who it would be. We've, we've got a poll actually on Patreon. They would be really smart to do that. They really would. We'll we'll see who our patrons think will be the first. Elon has said before that video conferencing was definitely a future feature. Well, it looks like the future might be coming soon. Yeah, according to Zoom, Zoom will be coming soon to a Tesla near you. At its Zoomtopia 2022 event last week, Zoom's group product manager, Natasha Walia, said that Zoom is excited to bring the software to all new Tesla models soon. And she showed off a brief demo in a Model Y that uses the cabin camera. Also, this demo revealed that if you sync your calendar to your Tesla vehicle, you'll be able to access a Zoom meeting directly from the in-car calendar. Now, I mean, talk about a huge feature. Um, because you're not always in the right place with all the right equipment. I, I can't tell you the number of times where, like, I'm on a Zoom call with someone and they're on their phone. It's like, hey, guys, I'm well, um, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, I think the audio is the big part. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people on Zoom calls don't realize how important it is. We use these nice big mics because mm-hmm. they sound good. When you're in a Tesla, you have a nice microphone, you have a nice camera, and everything is quiet. Mm-hmm. And so you can have a good meeting there. Whereas on your phone in a department store, mm, not so good. Now, I just want to prepare yourselves because a lot of people are going to go, well, this is dangerous. People are going to be on Zoom calls in their cars. This is ridiculous. Uh, well, it's parked. It's while it's parked. But I do want to point out, when cars drive themselves, and they will, uh, this will be your mobile office. Exactly. Uh, some questions have come up from viewers. They're wondering, does your car have to be on a Wi-Fi network? We don't know that yet. Um, and yes, you probably can't do this while driving, although it really would be a cool feature if the passenger could do this while driving. Eh, 
I mean, don't end me. It would be a really good feature. If the passenger's doing it, it's just the same as if the driver's doing it. Not really. I mean, the, you, the whole screen's going to be taken up by the, unless they move it over. I don't know. There'd be some work, but okay. I don't think it's. A little screen guard comes over so you can't look at it. I don't think that's coming anytime soon. Hey, and if you like Zoom coming to your Tesla, hit the like button. Even if you don't, hit the like button. It helps us out. So according to the California New Car Dealers Association, or CNCDA, the Tesla Model Y and the Model 3 are the two top-selling cars in California through the first nine months of this year. Wow. Best-selling electric sedan and electric SUV. No, I meant best-selling cars Period. We're talking gas, electric, SUV, sedan. It doesn't matter. The Model Y sold 61,544 cars from January through September, and that makes it the number one best-selling car in California, whether we're talking Toyota Corolla, Camrys, Tacomas, or Ford Mustangs or F-150s. Wait, you're saying that the Model Y and Model 3 outsold every make and model I can name? Yep. Tesla outsold the RAV4. Yep. It outsold the Chevy Silverado. Yep. Here's the charts. Wow. Model 3 sold 56,851, putting it squarely in the number two spot. This is f***ing amazing. If you think about all the times we spent telling people that this day would happen for years, we've been talking about S-curves and how quickly Tesla would dominate, and now it's happening. It's here. The EV revolution is here. Yeah, these next two charts are also very revealing of what's going on. The first chart shows every car brand in California and what their year-over-year percent change in sales have been. Wow. Tesla has grown 62.8% year-over-year, but every other brand besides Genesis has dropped. (laughs) Yep. And the second chart shows California's market share in dark blue. As you can see, Tesla is number two behind Toyota. And that's really only because Toyota has so many models. They have the Corolla, Prius, Sienna, Camry, RAV4, Highlander, Tacoma. And what's the light blue? That is the U.S. market share. There, Tesla is not as strong yet, but it's edging out uh, VW, Lexus, BMW, and Mercedes. And if you're like, but California is just a single state. Well, then let's point our attention to China, the biggest auto market in the world. According to the China Passenger Car Association, the Tesla Model Y is the best-selling luxury SUV in China for the month of October, with 14,391 sold in the month. BMW's X3 came in second, followed by Mercedes-Benz's GLC, the Audi Q5, the Li Auto L9. They all followed. Now you might say, well, that's just a cherry-picked month. Well, actually, October being the first month of the quarter actually means it was a low month for Tesla's Giga Shanghai deliveries because a lot of those cars get shipped to other markets at the beginning of the quarter. Stepping back and looking at 2022 so far, we see that Tesla has sold over 323,000 Model Ys in the first 10 months of the year. How does that stack up against the competition? The closest competitor, the Mercedes-Benz GLC in China, has sold just under 130,000 units. So Model Y is outselling it by about two and a half times. It looks like the Model Y will be taking best-selling luxury SUV this year in China, the largest car market in the world, against all competition, ice and electric. And Giga Shanghai broke their own production record in October. According to the China Merchants Bank International, Tesla built 87,706 Model 3s and Model Ys, which breaks the previous record set in September of 82,088. 
That's 246,499 Teslas produced at Giga Shanghai in just the last three months, making for an annual run rate of over a million cars a year. This is Tesla's new powerhouse factory. Uh, number two is Fremont at 650,000 cars per year. Yeah, do you remember when Giga Shanghai built its one millionth car back in August? Now we're like a quarter of a million beyond that. Do you remember when it was just a watermelon uh, field? <laughs> and let's just point out this one point here that I think many auto analysts miss. Tesla sent 54,504 Model Ys and 3s outside of China in October, a new record for Tesla. Here's the chart showing that Tesla has become China's largest auto exporter. Let that sink in for a second. Yeah, Tesla exported more than half of China's cars in October. So not only did they sell the most luxury cars in China, but Tesla also exported the most cars from China. I know, it's really insane when you let it sink in. When you're right, it was just a watermelon field. And that's just one factory. And we got two more ramping up. <laughs> it appears that the Boring Company has taken one step forward and another step back last week. Yeah, the Boring Company filed for a permit on November 3rd with the city of Austin for what the Boring Company is calling the Austin Loop Transportation System. That's the step forward. The step back is that it appears that the Boring Company's plan for a pedestrian tunnel in Kyle, Texas has been rejected. Yeah, the Kyle Tunnel was going to connect the newly completed Plum Creek subdivision with the Kyle Crossing retail hub, and it was going to go under some train tracks. Well, it appears that Union Pacific pushed back, saying that they have concerns over the structural integrity of tunneling below the train tracks. So the town of Kyle had approved $50,000 on pre-engineering services to study the tunnel in May. But I guess that railroads are pretty powerful and maybe they feel threatened by a new form of transportation. Now, the Austin Tunnel Project permit doesn't reveal whether this would be a pedestrian tunnel or a vehicle tunnel like the one in Las Vegas. Remember that the Boring Company also filed a permit with Austin earlier this year for a project called the Colorado River Connector Tunnel, which would be built near Giga, Texas. You don't want to mess with the railroad, even though it's not 1906 anymore you still structural integrity yeah, we're, we're, hey hey we don't know if you can put stuff underneath train tracks that's never been done before we, hey this might be 2022 but we're gonna pretend like it's 1822 you know there's a bridge here in town that we ride our bikes under all the time <laughs> that looks like it's gonna fall down it was built in 1822 and it has trains running i mean on it. i don't know whoa there are tunnels whoa hang on how can they just stop the project like you know nimby like not in my backyard i get it that people can get together and sign petitions but like how can the railroad just stop it all entirely Nothing can cross this line. <laughs> we like to cut whole swaths of the, of the country in pieces. So we recently reported on Tesla's two new colors being released in Europe. Midnight Cherry Red, made with cherries ripened by the light of the full moon in a Transylvanian forest. And Quicksilver. Now we have more than marketing photos. We have images of the Quicksilver color in real life. And what I think is really helpful in grasping the color are photos of Quicksilver next to Midnight Silver Metallic. Which, by the way, is made by dark elves mining silver ore at midnight in the realm of Linden. Yeah, who comes up with these color names, by the way? Why is midnight so popular? It's cool. <laughs> these photos were taken in Switzerland for the Auto Zurich EV experience. And you'll also notice that there are no ultrasonic sensors. Hmm. So according to Tesla, both of the new colors have up to 13 layers of highly pigmented metallic paint, which allows the color to change depending on the viewing angle and the light. Quicksilver should be the first new color delivered as soon as this month. And from what we're hearing, Midnight Cherry Red hasn't started production yet, but should begin soon. And yes, I'm a little jealous. New new colors. 
It's just paint. It's just paint. Whatever. So a little early Christmas present for Pepsi this year. It's funny. You'd think it would be Coke. What are they getting? Uh, the first Tesla semi trucks are being delivered to Pepsi on December 1st. That's right. Elon said he will be there. And now I guess it's an event. Martin Vieca, Tesla's director of investor relations, tweets, if you want to attend the semi-delivery event as a retail shareholder, please make sure you have a verified shareholder status on our investor relations website. Unverified manual submissions are eligible if the paperwork is correct. We'll be doing a random drawing where one share equals one entry. So I went on to my account on Tesla and it appears I'm verified. Um, but a lot of people have been writing to me saying, it doesn't look like I'm verified, but I've done all the paperwork. What can I do? I don't know what you can do. I guess email investor relations. It's just frustrating because you don't you, you submit your paperwork and then you just kind of wait. Right. And I think that you had already done this a while back. I did a long time else. ago. Yeah. Yeah. This is pretty exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. Um, I just didn't know it was going to be an event. It's only a couple weeks away. Right. Well, I, I got a plan. I got. I got to. You know, get my correct T-shirt. I'm wearing the wrong T. I'm wearing a Cybertruck T-shirt. I've got to wear a semi T-shirt. Um, but anyway, I think that this is really nice. It's nice that it's a, a random drawing, so it's it's fair, so to speak. I mean, of course, I'm sure that p- people who have enough shares are gonna are gonna be attending. Right. I mean, I guess fund managers are gonna <laughs> yeah, get in, right? Definitely. Like BlackRock will be yeah. there. But I wonder how much the semi truck has changed since we saw it in 2017. Because remember, we got to sit in it. Mm-hmm. Well, Tesla App Updates, which is a, a Twitter user, has tweeted out some assets found in the latest mobile app update. Now, before we all get too excited here, these are just CGI renderings probably used by the app to show things that like your seatbelts aren't buckled or the door is still open. But we do get to see the sun visor, which uh, many people are talking about. Yeah. Why is it? Because it's so big. It's it's a big sun visor. OK, I guess. Bigger is better. Uh, we get to see this, the frunk. Nice. Now, my, my big question, just want to stop here for a second. I love frunks. Big fan of frunks. Yeah. And I realize this will be the first semi truck with a frunk. Uh-huh. But like, wouldn't it have been better to fill the front of the truck with the stuff, you know, the batteries and the wires and the charge controllers? But they don't need it. I don't need it. So what, what are truck drivers going to put in the frunk? If you're a truck driver, Groceries. comment down below what you're going to put in the frunk. Yeah. Tell us. Uh, we also got to see the Mega Charger port. Oh, which does bring up a question because we just saw the NAX or the North American Charge Standard, which should be able to do 900 kilowatts, mm. which begs the question: How much is a Mega Charger going to be able right. to put out? And then, uh, yeah, lots of other neat little photos here. Nothing too substantial or new, right? Well, yeah, but we're just dying to see this I'm thing. Dying to see. It. I'm dying to to get ours. Do we get a delivery event? We should ask Tesla. We should. When we get ours, we should have a little delivery event. Maybe instead of shareholders, we'll do like patrons and longtime subscribers or something. Should we demand that that Elon show up for it too? Well, I don't know. (laughs) Is he subscribed? (laughs) Now, this next story is why we don't report on every rumor, every tweet, and every story that comes across our desk. Yeah. In fact, this next story comes from Reuters, which is usually a trustworthy news organization, but they all fall prey to the same issue, right? They all want your eyeballs, so they all tend to report based on sources that aren't always that credible. Case in point, Reuters reported this last week. Exclusive! Tesla is considering exporting China-made electric cars to the U.S. Turns out, false. Yeah, the problem is, instead of Reuters making it clear right at the top of the story that the information came from two anonymous sources so that readers could decide for themselves if they were going to take stock in the whole story. Instead, we just get what appears to be a reputable headline. Are most people outside of our community going to even get the truth? No. Most are going to walk away thinking that Chinese-made Teslas are coming to the U.S. And they're going to go, hey, this is ridiculous. We need American-made Teslas. I don't want Chinese Teslas. But this is why we do this show. There's plenty of these news sites 
uh, that bring you up to the minute headlines. And it's, oh, look at this. Oh, I just got off the phone with uh, someone who wouldn't tell me their name. And they said this. Listen. And it's like, what? Yeah, there are not so many places you can go to get up to date news that gives you the context, the full map, if you will, of what you're looking at in terms of news sound bites. And again, I think this is why Tesla should have a press department. I mean, I it's great that Elon can tweet out that this is false, but it wouldn't have even gone to press probably if Reuters had been able to get the press department at Tesla to say, oh, it's not true or here's what's wrong about your story. But maybe this is a 4D chess move and could more be. press is good press, baby. That could be it. So if you're excited about getting your Cybertruck like we are, then you'll be happy to hear that Tesla has posted a bunch of new job listings for Cybertruck related jobs in Austin, Texas. Those six were posted last week and 10 more were posted over the weekend. Yeah, so these job postings are a really good sign, along with the IDRA 9,000 ton Gigapress being delivered and the Cybertruck bodies that were spotted at Giga Texas. This pretty much assuredly shows us that they're getting ready for production. Cybertruck! Yeah, I mean, we're wearing our EcoWear Cybertruck t-shirts that just came out. Yeah, And if you're as excited about Cybertruck as I am, you're going to want to head over to the Cybertruck Owners Club. And you can find your place in line with the reservation tracker. And most of the new news about Cybertruck comes out of this site. Yeah, We just tested out the Sondor's Metacycle over on our Now Let's Review channel. Yeah, everything from range to zero to 60 times. We're one of the first to test out this really revolutionary electric motorcycle. And I think, I think we're the first on the East Coast to have it. And we bought it with our own money so we can really put it through its paces and say what we feel about it. Now, I want to talk about how I'm really impressed that Sondor's tried to push the envelope. And it shows how hard it is to engineer electric vehicles with existing technology, which really is why Teslas stand out. Trying to get high top speeds means that you're fighting air resistance and heating your components. Pushing range means that you are trying to eke out efficiencies. And I think Sondor's opened up a whole new category of two-wheeled e-mobility. The Metacycle fits squarely between an electric motorcycle and an electric moped. And I think it will check the boxes for a lot of folks who want something even faster than a moped. We'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe to our Now Let's Review channel so we can keep bringing you reviews of new e-mobility products. Now, if there's two things we love talking about here, it's robots, AI, and just, okay, three things. There are three weapons. Robots, AI, and disruption. Well, this company has all those things. Yeah, we spoke with the CEO of Miso Robotics, Mike Bell. It's a startup in Pasadena, California, that's bringing robots into the kitchens of restaurants all over America. We're doing something quite revolutionary, and that is we're automating uh, many of the functions in back of house for the global restaurant industry. So when you look at the restaurant industry and you look at the people that are working kind of, you know, back of house, meaning behind the counter, there's just a ton of tasks that are going on there that are in this day and age ready for automation to step in and help. And that's our mission. When my team and I look at back of house in the restaurant industry, we've identified 24 discrete functions like tasks that are prone for automation, meaning these are tasks that, that we view are just ultimately will be better taken over by a machine versus a human. Now, we don't envision humanless restaurants. We do envision restaurants that have just a better balance between tasks that are, that are run by modern day uh, robots and, and automation. So currently, Miso has four of those 24. There are four products that Miso has either in development or in the market. The product that we're most well known for is Flippy2. Flippy2 is behind me. Flippy2 is an automated fry station. Okay, so it is a robot and an overhead rail that gets installed over an existing fry station at a restaurant. 
we aim to stand it up essentially overnight in when we flip the switch the next morning, Flippy takes over cooking all of the fries and all of the other frozen food at that station, freeing up the humans that previously worked there to go do other things within the same restaurant. Yeah, these robots use AI to do fairly simple tasks like deep frying foods and pouring drinks. So they're not as complicated as a Tesla bot, which is a good thing because they're here now and they're helping to solve the labor shortage. Yeah, did you know that there are about 600,000 restaurants across the US? And if your area is anything like ours, all you see now are help wanted signs everywhere. Many restaurants are having to shorten hours and raise prices just to stay in business. Miso Robotics has some amazing solutions to this problem. And we go into depth in our interview with Mike over on Disruptive Investing. And here's the thing, Jesse and I just invested in Miso Robotics. And disclaimer here, we are not financial advisors. Do your own research. You can find out why we invested and how you can too by watching our video. Uh, link is over here and also in the show notes. But you don't have much time. Uh, their latest crowdfunding round is ending this Friday. So if you're interested in possibly investing in a disruptive robotics company, don't wait. Gwyn Shotwell, SpaceX's president and COO, will now head up Starbase and Starship. According to the information, Gwyn Shotwell, who has been with SpaceX for 20 years, you know that she's been there since 2002? Wow. She will now assume oversight of the Starship program and Starbase facilities. Now, I'm assuming that Shotwell will still maintain oversight over other SpaceX programs as well? It's not clear from this reporting. Um, we do know that Mark Juncosa now heads up the technical leadership team of the Starship program. But yeah, my guess is that Shotwell has proven herself as the smart and steady hand needed to get Starship off the ground at Starbase. And speaking of SpaceX, Starlink has added a new donate button to the Starlink website. Donate? Now, you remember about a month ago, Elon tweeted yes to the idea on Twitter of letting people donate at least... $1,919, which is enough for one Starlink kit and one year of service. You can either choose a specific organization to have them donate to or let Starlink pick. So a couple questions. One, can I just donate like 50 bucks? No, no, it, it's at least $1,919. Okay. So and you're you're donating an entire unit plus one year's subscription. Okay. Now, if I want to donate to some nonprofit or something like a school, do I need their permission first to donate? So yeah, basically you have to contact uh, the charity or the organization um, and get their approval first. Uh, SpaceX isn't going to just have a Starlink show up on their doorstep. Gotcha. Uh, it needs to be needed in order for you to donate. But if I don't have a specific organization, Starlink will pick one for me? Yes. That's so cool. That's really neat. So far, Volvo has two EV models, the C40 and the XC40, both of which are pretty much built off of ICE platforms. Now Volvo has unveiled their first purpose-built EV, the EX90. Let's dive into the stats. Yeah, so it's gonna start off with dual motor, 402 horsepower or 568 pound-feet of torque, zero to 60 in 5.7 seconds. There will also be a performance model that will shave a second off of the zero to 60 time. The battery will be 111 kilowatt hours with 107 usable for a targeted range of 373 miles or 600 kilometers. It'll have 250 kilowatts of charging speed. It should have bi-directional charging with special charging hardware that hasn't been announced yet. Volvo says that it will be their safest car yet with eight cameras, radar, 16 ultrasonic sensors, and LiDAR on the roof with Volvo's pilot assist program for lane centering and automatic lane changing. The EX90 will be made in Ridgeville, South Carolina, where the Polestar 3 is being built. Pre-orders will start next fall of 2023 and should start arriving at dealerships in early 2024. As for pricing, nothing definitive yet, but Volvo says that a well-equipped EX90 should come in under $80,000. So this, to me, with the vertical screen and all, looks like kind of... Um 
Well, updated. it looks yeah, it looks like what Ford kind of did, which was like, oh, Teslas have screens. We'll have screens, too. And by the time they actually got into production, um, now everyone's like, well, of course, screens should be horizontal. Um, so it looks a little dated. Also, $80,000. Uh, wouldn't you just want to go for a Model Y? Uh, I mean, the specs on this are fine. The charging... Uh, maybe by 2024 but, okay, but the, the big selling point for Volvos at least for my entire life was safety right you buy a Volvo because you want to put your family in a safe car and this is the safest Volvo yet but it's not the safest car I doubt because I mean it hasn't been tested yet the full as fully as Model Y has but Model Y Model 3 fi- safest cars on the road but it's a Volvo <laughs> okay and they have a brand which is associated with safety so therefore you're gonna think that it's safer okay See, they're 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 laying back on their laurels here. Just, and this is going to be their safest one. And you already think it's safe. I think it's a good idea. And I'm standby. Uh, comment below. Like, are you tempted to go Volvo or are you going to stick with Model Y? Like, I don't know. Either way, it's going to be an EV. So it probably will be their safest car. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not doubting that. The Taiwanese tech company Foxconn, known for making iPhones, but possibly soon to become a big EV manufacturer, has just agreed to buy another $170 million stake in Lordstown Motors. So according to Bloomberg, Foxconn and Lordstown just signed a deal that needs to be approved by the Committee on Foreign Investments. But if it passes muster, will mean that Foxconn will have an 18.3% stake in Lordstown and two additional board seats. You may remember that Foxconn bought Lordstown's Lordstown, Ohio plant last year. And where's that located? Uh, Lordstown, Ohio. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot to talk about here and there's many implications. So if you want to join our Now You Know Investor Club over on Patreon, we'll be talking about this some more over there on this week's Investor Club bonus stories. So Kia has just released their US pricing for their 2023 Kia EV6. So as you can see here, there's going to be three trim levels. Wind, which is their lowest. GT Line, which is their mid. And GT Sporty, which is their top. Um, it's not called GT Sporty. Well, that's what I've seen in all the literature. GT Sporty. Like, I've never seen GT by itself, but maybe it is. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Really confusing. I don't know what the f- that was. Um, what I've noticed here, if you look, I actually think the best deal is the lowest priced one because that has the most range. So it's cheapest and the most range. Now, is it the sportiest? No, but it's $48,500 starting price. And I think that that's the one I would go for. But what, what are you thinking? Well, you got to keep in mind that all these are going to get a thousand kilowatt hours of free charging with Electrify America. So that's like 12 charges roughly not too shabby but yeah the lower trim levels have higher range so they they just didn't increase the battery pack with the sportiness of them but here's my question Mm -hmm. will this hatchback pull buyers away from the model 3 and the model y i think i mean it is in the same price range yeah i my question is this in the future if they start to adopt nax or north american charging standard which is tesla standard this could become very attractive oh i see yeah if, if tesla's charging network opens up i totally agree it would take away a huge moat um and a, a car like this it, it might fit your family slightly better than a model y or a model 3 and so you might go well this is going to work for me as it stands right now um, there are definitely a lot of places where this car could work. I just don't think that it is going to have the same market appeal as the Model 3 or Y. I think the only real serious buyers of this car are going to be people who are going to a Kia dealership anyway to look mm-hmm. at Kias. And then they happen to see one of these on the lot and they take it for a test drive and they like it. Like, I don't think this is for people who are super well educated in EVs. I think it's just like, oh, I've, we always buy Kias. 
Um, yeah, and I here's the other thing too. I don't think that this is going to get the tax credit because it's not made in North America. Mm. So that's going to be kind of a kind of a tough sell. No, that's as well. a good point. If it got the tax credit, this would be really well priced. Um, but if they, you know, if you can get it before the end of the year, that could help. But I don't know. If uh, you can. It's not. No, you're not getting it before the end. Gotcha. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. They didn't even talk about how many they were shipping here. Israel is about to increase the sales tax for imported EVs to 20%. That's up from 10%. Um, Now, in response, Tesla and many other brands are rushing to fulfill orders before the tax increase. A shipment of 2,500 Teslas was spotted being delivered from Giga Shanghai, with a similar shipment expected to be delivered in Ashad soon. Wow, so thousands of people in Israel are buying Teslas. Well, yes, but actually a quarter of the orders are from leasing companies. Interesting. So I'm not sure if these are going to be resellers of the Mm. the cars. You put them on the lots and then people get to go for a test drive and then they like them and then they buy them for a markup. Or if these companies are just leasing them out. Um, Now, I think it's important to realize that a factory like Giga Shanghai allows Tesla to do stuff like this. Uh, Move into a market as they have done in Israel. I mean, take a look at the supercharger network. Then they dump about 5,000 cars in a single month to beat a tax. Mm. Keep in mind, there are only about a quarter of a million new cars sold per year in Israel. Wow. So that's like 2% of Israel's car business in the span of a few weeks. Yes. And I mean, this is also interesting to me, like, 
why would Israel, which I don't think makes their own car, put a tax in place when you have to import all the cars anyway? I understand when you're protecting your own auto manufacturers. And I guess you could count Re. That's the company we interviewed. Um, that interview should be coming out soon on Disrupt Investing. But they're not making cars. But for yeah, people. they're not making cars. So yeah. this just seems like it's just for no reason. I don't know. I haven't looked deeply into this, uh, but I just thought that it was interesting that Tesla's able to just, oh, yeah, you need a couple ships. You know, um, if you're from Israel, please email us with uh, your background information yeah, on what's love going some on. Contact. Yeah, hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. Hey, and if you want to share this clip with your friends, but you don't want to share the entire long episode, head on over to our Now You Know Clips channel. There we chop them up into little bite sized clips for you so you can share them on social media and with friends. All right, it's time for Into the Future, sponsored by Jesse's favorite, Henson Shaving. And I was reminded by a fan the other day that, um, you know, we have a deal where you can get 100 free blades if you use the code now, you know, at checkout. Um, they're double sided, so you could get 200 shaves for free. Nice. But a fan was pointing out uh, that you can use one side like three times. That's true. So we could be on the order of 600 shaves for free. So that should put that's you, years. That could you won't have to worry about buying blades for years. Um, that's sustainable, folks. That's sustainability. Also, the blades are recyclable. I love this company. I love the shaver. Uh, HensonShaving.com. When are we going to have electric planes? <laughs> well, it appears the future has arrived, Jesse. It's one thing for a manufacturer to claim that they can make an electric airplane. And to be clear, there are a bunch now. But Eviation has achieved something pretty special. Not only does their Eviation Elise model seat up to nine passengers. That's if you're making it into a commuter plane. Mm -hmm. um, and you're seeing footage here, by the way, of Eviation's first flight from back in September. Right. Now, that's with the commuter layout. But there's also an executive cabin. And that layout seats six. Ooh, I would choose that one. That looks pretty cool. <laughs> and there's a cargo layout, too, if you want to use this as a cargo plane with a 2,500-pound max payload. A range of 250 nautical miles and a max speed of about 300 miles an hour. So here's the big news, though. Um, this is what I think separates this company from a bunch of the others. A lot of the others are making planes or you know, claiming they're making planes, but this company, Aviation, actually has orders. So Australian Regional Airline Northern Territory Air Service, or NTAS, has ordered 20 of them. And German airline Evia Aero has signed a letter of intent to order 25 of them to hit the skies in 2024. So I was looking at the cabin layout. It looks like it's a little tight. Uh, you know, it's a little bit small, mm -hmm. but it does look comfy. And I just I want to try one of these out. I want to go for a flight. So viewers, as soon as you hear about one of these opening up in your either Australia or Germany, like let us know. Get us some footage if you happen to fly on one. And, and I would buy us some tickets and get us some tickets <laughs> and we'll come visit. We'll buy the tickets. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I don't know. I want to experience one of the things I hate, hate about airplanes is the smell. I am so sensitive to the smell of aviation fuel. And it just, it's did nauseating. You, did you know? Did you know that all the air that's in the cabin came from the engine? I know. And I can smell it too. Yeah. It's just disgusting. So that alone should make air travel so much more pleasant, let alone just the fact that you're going to have quiet electric motors. I, I'm just so excited that this day is coming. And again, this is one of those things we talked about for years, mm -hmm. and now we're actually starting to see it come to fruition. All right, it's time for Going Green. And uh, the holidays are coming up. And what better way to shop for gifts than to do it sustainably? Check out these cool shirts we're wearing this week. Um, you can get these now at ecoware.us. It looks like a little wheel. It's a big wheel. It's a Cybertruck wheel. Oh, yes. Well, and you can get the little wheel too. I know, but it's big. Classy. And while you're there, check out this week's stocking stuffer idea, the Life on Mars puzzle. Bobby is working on the puzzle now and he's finding it really challenging. <laughs> Do you think that you could finish it for him? Go over to ecoware.us now and buy this perfect gift for your space-loving friends or family. 
And remember that we plant multiple trees for every order. And we help cap methane spewing abandoned oil wells with the Well Done Foundation, making your purchase carbon negative. Start positive conversations today with carbon negative products at ecoware.us. All right, so the Washington State Building Code Council voted on November 4th to require new homes and apartments in Washington State to have heat pumps installed starting in July of 2023. So 56% of Washington residents use electricity for heating and 37% use natural gas or propane. So this fits right in with the Inflation Reduction Act, which provides $4.5 billion of direct rebates for low and moderate income households to get rebates of up to $8,000 off the price of heat pump installations under the HERA or High Efficiency Electric Home Rebate Act. And under the Energy Efficient Home Improvement Credit, eek! (laughs) Households can deduct 30% of the cost for buying and installing a heat pump for uh, heating or cooling or a heat pump water heater up to $2,000. Why does the government keep coming up with such stupid acronyms? I'm sure in like 10 minutes- You don't like it when they come up with good acronyms because then the words don't make any sense. That's true. So pick one. But I'm just saying all the letters are there. You could spell like almost spell heat, for instance, like, you know, high efficiency air, (laughs) high efficiency act to- Yeah. Okay. Never gonna be a lawmaker's act. Now, if you haven't heard of heat pumps before, do yourself a favor, do a little bit of research. Um, This is a way to cheat physics, basically. Um, You're not, I mean, you're not, it's not breaking the laws of physics, but it is a great little hack that humans have figured out. We we knew this for a while. Is so many people want there to be free energy. And yet this is basically free energy. The earth is giving it to us. And we, we're we like, yeah, whatever. I'd rather just burn some stuff. And it's like, you don't have to. The earth is already hot. Or I'd rather have like a thing with a bunch of magnets. And then <laughs> and then uh, it doesn't work. But uh, I, I watch a guy on the internet and says it works. Right. Uh, you can buy a heat pump today. Yeah. Put it in your house and it will... Uh, it's like a quarter of the energy usage to heat well, the same amount. Heat pumps reduce electricity consumption by up to 50%. Yeah. Like so, people are willing to spend money on things that save them 2%. Exactly. So you get more efficient energy usage, which means lower electric bills and heating from cleaner electricity, which means lower greenhouse gas emissions. So congratulations, yeah. Washington State. Yeah, I um, hope other states follow. I think that this is a, a great idea. And, and you know, you might be like, well, big government's telling us what to do. I don't like that. Yeah, I get it. But do you know there is a building code and they're already telling you what to do? They tell you how your stairs should be made and everything else. And they've done that for over a century. And the thing is, if they didn't tell your contractors what to put in, they'd keep putting in the same bullshit they've been putting in for years. Well, we're going to put in an oil system for you because that's what I've been doing my whole life. Be thankfully of a building code. Uh, We have a house that apparently was built just in in broad defiance of it. (laughs) And having to work on it is a pain in the f***ing ass. So uh, building codes are actually pretty good. I know that they can be a pain, but this is a great addition in my opinion. Yeah. All right, it's time for Sunspots. So remember two weeks ago, we talked about Maryland's Climate Solutions Now Act of 2022, which requires all new school bus purchases be electric by 2025. We also talked about their fleet of 86 electric school buses. But Montgomery County isn't done yet. They just upgraded Brookville Smart Energy Bus Depot to add a solar-powered microgrid complete with 4.3 megawatt hours of batteries and over 2 megawatts of solar panels. Wow. So not only will this power the buses, but it can also power the local grid. And so can the buses. The chargers they've installed are V to G, meaning that you not only get the battery of the facility, but you also get all the batteries in the depot. That means quite a bit of backup if the grid goes down. And again, I want to thank our friend David Fraser Hidalgo for helping make this happen. There he is on the right. There he is. Check out our interview with him uh, right here. And uh, I just want to talk about this bus depot. 
Um, I want this in City Skylines right now uh, because I, I just think that for city planners, mm-hmm. like real city planners, not the not the video game ones like me, I think that this is pretty big. I want to talk about David. If it's not for people like this yes. in your community, you don't get stuff like this. Like, why do you think we're talking about this county so so much? Because you have great leaders there that are getting this stuff done. If you elect the right people, you get done. And this is the cool part. We have the technology. Technology is there to make a two megawatt solar powered system with battery backup that can back up your entire community. It's right next to their uh, school system. So like the the whole school can be like directly connected to it. So that means if power lines are going down all over the area, exactly. you could be backing up like a school, which can now be a emergency shelter in like the worst case scenarios. And you have all of these mobile buses with electric. It's so cool. I love that we have this now because now you can point to this and say, I want this rinse and repeat in my area. I want this. Exactly. With more storms, floods, hurricanes all happening, every community is looking ways to be more resilient. This is how you do it. It saves you money. It's good for the the environment. It's good for your wallet. I know, I'm not even talking about the greenhouse gas savings. I'm not even talking yeah. about the pollution that's being reduced. I'm just talking about like worst case scenarios or just like over the span of time, this is going to not only be powering the buses, but also the local community. It's so cool. Thank you so much, uh, David, and, and everyone over at Montgomery County for making this amazing thing happen. And the next time you're at some local town meeting and you're trying to explain this to people, go over to our Clips channel. Use this bite-sized clip that we made of this so that you can share it with people to be like, oh, wait, what does it look like? Oh, it's real. All right, it's time for our video contributor stories. We've got two this week. Make sure you keep sending them in to hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. We love them. Remember, two minutes or less, shoot them in the landscape with good audio and no music. What do we got first? Robin sent us this video of an EV event that he was part of in Quebec. Hi, Zach and Jesse. Robin here from uh, uh, Quebec, Canada, uh, exactly in the city of Joliette, right outside of Montreal. We're in an event, on an event here uh, to let uh, people drive uh, our cars. So a bunch of volunteers for uh, l'Association des véhicules électriques du Québec. So uh, the the premise is that we lend our cars for people to drive and answer their questions. So we, uh, we it's, a, it's a five kilometer run and it takes about 10 minutes and then we have another 10 minutes to answer all of their questions. So all this is done by volunteers. So uh, as I switch, so a bunch of cars right now that people can drive different models. As you can see, uh, Yannick 5, ID4, my model 3, and other cars with a lot of volunteers as you can see a Mackie that's coming right over there and the brand spanking new model x so it's a great event so for all my friends and uh, uh, people from quebec association des véhicules électriques du quebec a great place to go now you know thank you so much robin and we got Andreas filmed this video contributor story about peak evolution. Check this out. Dear Second Jesse, I recently had the opportunity to attend an event that might interest you and the community. Using an EV to crush the records at Pikes Peak demonstrated the power of e-mobility to the world. Now, another record is about to be broken and a new world record to be set. A Swiss team of enthusiastic adventurers have set themselves the goal to breaking the current world altitude record of cars 
at 6,694 meters with a self-designed and newly developed electric all-wheel drive truck for commercial off-road operations, all powered by solar. They attempt to reach the summit of Ojos del Salado in Chile at 6,893 meters. Their journey to the new world record in Chile will be accompanied by the famous documentary filmmaker Claudio von Planta. With this action, they hope to generate attention and broad interest for the vehicle to attract investors for the production of a small series of an electrical-powered agricultural vehicle, a market that until now has been dominated by noisy gasoline and diesel-powered vehicles. I support their mission and I'm convinced that they will succeed. I highly recommend following their YouTube channel or to visit their website peakevolution.ch. Now you know. Uh, pretty cool stuff this week. Thank you so much. And again, we could not hear about this if it weren't for you guys, boots on the ground, going out there and finding out about all of it. So thank you so much. All right, it's time for our Patreon bonus stories. We're going to be talking about all kinds of cool stuff this week. We're going to be talking about Miso Robotics some more, which I'm really excited about, and how you can join us on a live stream with their CEO, Mike Bell, uh, I think tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And if you want to join us for that, head over to patreon.com slash sign up for the Investor Club. Um, and yeah, you can be talking directly to Mike Bell tomorrow. And on Patreon, bonus stories this week we're going to be talking a lot about twitter we're going to be getting to the bottom of it yes. telling you guys what you need to know about that so head on over there now help support the show it's as little as a buck a month and you'll really be helping us out a lot so go check those out we'll see you there All right, we're back from the Patreon bonus stories. It's time for the shout outs. These are folks that are going to get on the end credits. They support us for five bucks or more a month. They really make a difference. Who do we got? We got Dominic 10,000. Robert Dizel. Leah Grant. William Hull. And Kevin Wilson. Thank you so much for supporting us. We can't do this show without you. And speaking of patrons, we have the Patreon poll this week where we asked which big auto company will be the first to adopt the Tesla NAX charging standard. Answer is Ford. Well, no, actually. The winner is none, followed closely by Ford. Oh. But interesting that Ford was number one. Hyundai came in at number two, which I also thought was interesting. But yeah, I, I'm really surprised that people thought Ford would be the number one. Well, we knew that it wasn't going to be Honda. And nobody voted for BMW. <laughs> Why not? Why not? All right. It's time for Elon's tweets of the week. And I wonder what he was talking about this week. He says, Twitter is the worst, but also the best. Complaint hotline operator online. Please mention your complaints below. Please note that Twitter will do a lot of dumb things in the coming months. We will keep what works and change what doesn't. Like that tweet a lot. This I week. do too. Um, this is an interesting Q&A with Elon on Twitter. You can go check that out uh, where they talk all about stuff to do with Twitter. Uh, Elon tweeted out this poll. Are you seeing far fewer bots, scams, and spam? Eh, seems to be a mixed bag. Mm. Sorry, I couldn't resist. That's a resistor. That's a dad joke. Dad joke. Dad joke. I love when people complain about Twitter on Twitter. Some epically funny tweets. Quite the day. Hit all-time high of active users today. Usage of Twitter continues to rise. One thing is for sure, it isn't boring. And Elon said, this is from the video arcade and bar area. Oh, why don't we have one of those in the bar area? Do we have a bar area? Well, we just need do we a, have a few video thousand arcade? more engineers, and um, then I'm sure we would need it. Do, do, so do all companies have to have a video arcade and bar area? No. Just the bloated <laughs> Mainstream media will still thrive, but increased competition from citizens will cause them to be more accurate as their oligopoly on information is disrupted. I think this is a really cool tweet. Also, this one, as Twitter pursues the goal of elevating citizen journalism, media elite will try everything to stop that from happening. Hmm. That's what's been happening. Look at this cool photo. This is Happy Veterans Day to all those who have served. Wow. That's I just love looking at that photo. That's so cool. 
Elon tweeted, we are adding a parody subscript to clarify. To be more precise, accounts doing parody impersonations. Basically, tricking people is not okay. And he finished with, going forward, accounts engaged in parody must include parody in the name, not just in bio. Uh, FTX meltdown ransack being tracked in real time on Twitter. And death of bots coming soon. Then this is an interesting one. Uh, I know we can't get to all of it here, but basically Jason Toff was the founder of Vine. Vine was bought by Twitter in 2012. And now he's telling us something that none of us knew until now. And it's a long tweet thread, but basically said, this is unfortunately not an anomaly. The most unethical thing I was asked to do was shortly after becoming head of Vine. I haven't spoken publicly about this out of embarrassment and fear of retribution, but probably better overall for the universe to air out these mistakes. He basically talked about how Twitter tried to get him to do some stuff that was not ethical. Hmm. And Elon responded, this is super messed up. Unfortunately, many such things occurred at Twitter. Even worse was done in later years. Meaningful growth happens when utility and entertainment value improve. That will be our focus going forward. No more fake numbers and pseudo growth. John Carmack said, it's interesting how multiple polls show that most respondents think Twitter will likely be somewhat better in the future. But the conversation on Twitter itself is dominated by confident predictions of catastrophe. I wish there were good prediction markets to advocate for. Elon said, should be noted that a significant percentage of these accounts are not real people, but some proportion are. And he tweeted out these graphs showing that the average monetizable daily active users is going up. Hmm. Bernie Sanders said, let's be clear, Eli Lilly should apologize for increasing the price of insulin by over 1,200% since 1996 to $275, while it costs less than $10 to manufacture. The inventors of insulin sold their patents in 1923 for a dollar to save lives, not to make Eli Lilly CEO obscenely rich. Elon said, full answer to insulin price question is complex. Short answer is that original insulin discovered in 1921, not 1923, is inexpensive, costing as little as $25. New, higher efficacy analog variants of insulin are more expensive. And so. then he tweeted out community notes, and that's what he's going to talk about next. So Eva Fox says, we need the ability to report a tweet for false information, possibly with the addition of a link to the source with the refuting info. This will help rank the account and ultimately should affect its visibility, frequency of impressions to other Twitter users. And Elon said, when community notes rolls out worldwide, it will have a powerful impact on falsehoods. And I think this is going to become a new feature on Twitter where you're going to get to see like some kind of ranking of how truthful a tweet is, hmm. which I think Elon thinks is super important. Uh, Elon said, Twitter feels increasingly alive. Rolling out soon, Twitter will enable organizations to identify which other Twitter accounts are actually associated with them. By the way, I'd like to apologize for Twitter being super slow in many countries. App is doing over a thousand poorly batched RPCs just to render a home time line. Don't know what that means, but it's nice that he's apologizing and he's fixing it. Anyway, we're going to talk more about this on Patreon bonus story. So go check that out. All right. It's time for community mail time. Community mail time. And remember, send your photos, your stories, your videos into hello at now, you know, channel.com. We have one of the best communities in the world. Barry sent us this photo of a Rivian R1S with Michigan manufacturer plates in Mountain View, California. Frank sent us this photo of a Model 3 taxi in Italy. Erwin says, hey, Zach and Jesse, heard you talking about the solar boats and glad to send some pictures of the boat I just finished. The base is a Sun Tracker 16 foot. He lists here all the stuff he put into it. He says it goes about six to seven kilometers an hour on solar. Maximum speed is 11 kilometers an hour. No noise at all. Beginning of October, we did a trip for a few days. And with not that much sun, we can easily do 50 kilometers a day. In the summer, we'll be able to do almost 100 kilometers a day on the huge Alquiva Lake here in Portugal. Well, invite me there. I will. I will join you. This is what I was talking about. I want to build this. I want to build one. Let's do it. Oh, my God. A big Let's have Irwin walk us through it. How to do it. Oh, I already know how to do it. Let's do it. All right. Oh. 
Victor sent us this ID Buzz picture from Munich, Germany. He says that he's seen it a few times on the streets of Munich. Scott sent us these pics and video of the Tesla semi he spotted in Nevada. He says, just wanted to share that we spotted two Tesla semi trucks in Fernley, Nevada, off of the I-80. Giga Nevada is just 15 minutes away. Attached are two pictures of the second truck. The first was towing a regular enclosed trailer. That's going to be us. <laughs> oh, and that's the one that has the painting on the side. Yeah. That's so cool. Kenneth sent us this picture of an ID4 he spotted in Scottsdale, Arizona. Francis sent us these pictures of this crazy wrapped Model 3 in Beaumont, California. And our viewer Arthur sent us these pictures from a Plug in America event in Princeton, New Jersey. Nice. All right, it's time for Supercharge Reviews. Let's see what people have found out in the world. Hello, Zach and Jesse. This is Mike in Arcadia, Florida at the brand new version 3 8-stall supercharger here. Now, there's not much in this part of the state. In fact, most of central Florida is a charging desert. Uh, at this one, there's a Winn-Dixie grocery store, an older Winn-Dixie, and that's about it in this net in this uh, particular shopping center. But this particular spot is great because it cuts nearly 40 miles off the travel time from Southwest Florida, where I live, into Central Florida, to Orlando. So we're nowhere near an interstate, but it's terrific. So using the Zach and Jesse formula for grading superchargers, I give the, I start at a five, I subtract two because there's really not much here, but I'm adding three because it's necessary to have this here. And so I give this a six out of 10. Now you know. Hello Zach, hello Jesse. This is Victor coming to you from the supercharge in Ulbi, Denmark. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, 28 stalls here. Mix of 150 kilowatts. It's the first time we've been here. It's quite a nice uh, place. Behind me here, we have a Burger King. And there's also um, a gas stop over here, truck stop and so on. Location-wise, it's just off the motorway going to Copenhagen. So, yeah, I'd probably give it about uh, 8 out of 10 because it's big and you have something within a couple of minutes walking distance. Now you know. Hi, Jesse, and now you know uh, I'm here in uh, Maryland and uh, this is uh, just a um, new charging station and uh, it's just been completed but it's not operational yet. So this is a new one coming uh, soon. Uh, asked a guy uh, on the register and he said, um, uh, it's not, uh, he don't know when it's gonna go gonna, uh, operational, but it's soon uh, going to be operational. Uh, so here I'm reporting that uh, um, it's just been uh, constructed, but it's not operational yet. So hopefully it's coming soon. Zach and Jess, I'm in Staunton, Virginia at an eight stall charger and it's 116 kilowatts or 473 miles per hour, which is fantastic. So I've got a Model 3, I wrapped it with a, it's not a matte finish, it's a satin finish, but there's eight stalls here in Stanton. It's out of Sheets and it's right off the highway. And I also see McDonald's and Burger King and Chick-fil-A. So there's plenty of uh, amenities. There's also a Lowe's nearby. So it's a great charger. 
I give it a nine and a half. I don't know what to make it better. Maybe a hot tub. Thanks a lot for everything you do. Thank you so much for doing Supercharger Reviews. Remember that we have a website where you can view all of them. They're on a map, so it's like the most useful way to see it. Um, you can plan out your supercharging um, if you're going on a trip or if you want to submit your own Supercharger Reviews, that is the place to do it. It's nowyouknowchannel.com. I think you should oh, stretch. Stretching it's again. a two-pager. Oh, my yep. goodness. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. All right. New Superchargers in the world. These are just the Superchargers that Tesla built in the past seven days. I'm going to need some coffee. Here we go. Number 127 in France is the 16 stall at Belle Roman Vieres, France. <laughs> That's not how you pronounce it, but I'm, I'm sorry, French people. I don't know how to say it. Number two in Alaska is the eight stall in Chugiak, Alaska. Number 20 in Finland is the four stall in Joensuu, Finland. Number 94 in Texas is the eight stall in McKinney, Texas. The three stall in Dalian at Yehiching in China. Number 37 in Washington is the 16 stall in Tukwila at Strandard Boulevard, Washington. The three stall at Wuxi, Shanghai West Road Tesla Service Center, China. The three stall in Taizhou Rainbow Shopping Center in China. Number 159 in Canada is the 12 stall in Kamloops, Summit Drive, British Columbia. The nine stall in Seoul at Songsu D Tower in South Korea. The six stall in Shanghai at Shihong Jiwan Center, China. The three stall in Shanghai at Ming Jingjing Weihui, China. The three stall in Shanghai at Jinhe Cross Border, Thailand Fang, China. The six stall in Shanghai at North Bund Raffles, China. The three stall in Tangshan at Tesla Center, China. The six stall in Nanchang at Greenland Colorful City, China. The three stall in Ningbu at Fenghua Baolong Plaza, China. Number 1461 in China is the three stall at GMN at New Link Plaza, China. Number 53 in Japan is a four stall urban supercharger, so 72 kilowatts at Matsuyama, Japan. Number 57 in Taiwan is the four stall at Taichung at Daolu Pavilion, New Arab, Taiwan. The eight stall in Fujera, UAE. Number 14 in the UAE is the eight stall in Almirfa, UAE. Number four in Macau is the three stall at Macau Tower, Macau. Number 55 in Hong Kong is the six stall at Taiwo Plaza in Hong Kong. Number 52 in Pennsylvania and 1,545 in the USA is the 12 stall at Chester Springs, Pennsylvania. The 8 stall in Gimcheon, Moda Outlet, South Korea. And number 99 in South Korea, number 1,774 in Asia Pacific and 4,394 in the world is the 6 stall at Yangsan, South Korea. I told you to stretch. Whew. We should have stretched our face muscles. Oh my <laughs> Why God. Why are you stretching your arms? <laughs> I don't know. Wasn't thinking. Thank you so much for watching this episode of Tesla Time News. I want to thank all of the amazing people who are scrolling by here. These are the people who make this show possible every single week. And part of this group that's making this possible are Investor Club. Mm. And we interviewed Mike Bell from Miso Robotics. We're so excited to share that with you. And it's kind of a time sensitive thing because like, as we talked about on the show, um, their funding round is ending. And I know it sounds scuzzy. It's like, well, you're talking about investing. Yeah, um, we're in a capitalistic society. We invest in things and some things are good to invest in. Some things aren't. That's up to you. But we try and bring you these opportunities so you can decide. And if you want to decide, head on over to Disruptive Investing, check out our interview, learn about this cool company. And maybe you want to invest, maybe you don't. But that's why we do this for you. And if you want to talk to the CEO, join us on our investor club where we're going to talk to him tomorrow. Tomorrow. So, yeah, you get to ask him questions. You get to go like, well, I don't know if this is such a good idea. Right. And then he will have to answer you. That's right. How, how many other people bring you that? So 
that's what we try and bring to our amazing investor club. Because uh, I just want to say, put your money where your mouth is, okay? If you want to move the world towards something better, you got to do something about it. You can't just sit back and complain all the time. I'm just so tired of, of everyone in the world just complaining all yeah. the time. Stop complaining, start doing. I don't think these are the people who are complaining. I know. These are the I'm people who watch to the end of the show. I know. You guys are awesome. You guys totally rock. Thank you so much for watching. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, Hit the bell notification button. Yeah, do all the... There's all sorts of fun buttons for you to press. Yeah. Uh, we got a ton of fun videos. Uh, if you're like, what is crowdfunding? We have a whole yeah, video, we made about a video on it. On DI, uh, our disruptive investing channel. We do a lot of stuff here. Yeah, we pretended to make a company. Um, thank you so much for watching. This has been our 323rd Tesla I, Time News. I thought news. about that number the other day. I'm in like, a row. I'm like, what? I'm like, 323 weeks in a row? And you can check. You can verify that. Yeah, just go back... Keep, in time keep scrolling back you'll see that we, we never look a little points. different but it's still us thank you so much for watching now you know enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.